Shalom. Uh, tonight's year is, is about Dafyomi. Uh, there's two sides to this. My initial intent was that uh, Dafyomi is one of the things that in a big way unites all of Klal Yisrael. And, uh, um, and it goes beyond uniting the religious, the religious community that many Jews of all walks of life that are that are doing Dafayomi. But uh, in Israel, there's some people who are very energetically organizing Shirim for in Dafayomi in all sorts of places uh, for people who wouldn't necessarily identify in quotation marks as religious. Um, uh, relative of mine went to a gathering like that. He was invited by uh, by the uh, by uh, an organizer of Dafayomi Shirim. And uh, he said he was one of the only people there who normally wore a yarmulke. So that was very striking. Anyway, so Dafayomi, that's what my initial my initial intent. Uh, you know, as I'm looking at where Dafayomi is going, I realized that uh, that Dafayomi uh, finished uh, finished just now Kedushin and Seder Nashim. So this will also be an honor of of the Siyum of of. Uh, of Dafyomi Maseches Kedushin and 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 Seder Nashim, uh, I I want to reiterate reiterate that the 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 shir is dedicated to the to to the schus of 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 releasing the hostages and the 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 peace of the people of the south the north and all of Klal Yisrael and the schus of the of the soldiers and the entire armed forces and everybody who's helping out with the war war effort and and specifically uh, a number of people that I've been I've been mentioning Choni Cheskel ben Gilanachama Yitzhak ben Sara Noam ben Deganya Daniel ben Orli Harold ben Bracha and uh, for the refuah of Itai uh, ben Limor and 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 all the all the wounded of anywhere there. Um, the uh, the the author of the tshuva that we're going to be doing today is Ramir Shapiro, who is the who's known as the 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 founder of the of the Dafayomi movement. Uh, it was actually suggested beforehand, but he was the one who who really made it happen. Um, and uh, uh in a in a in a way um oh beautiful uh beautiful the uh yeah there's there's dafyomi siyumim uh going on all over the place i was at one uh shabbos evening a beautiful siyum um the ramir shapiro uh he he did not he did not have any children. However, he says my two children are Dafayomi and Yeshivas Chachme Leblin. Uh, he was an extremely unique uh, person, extremely unique person, a chassid of the Church of a Rebbe, uh, who who was uh, uh, extremely talented, brilliant individual, uh, and uh, and. He is his concept for the yeshiva of Yachel Yeshiva's Chachmei Leblin uh, was revolutionary. It was uh, in Poland, um, and you know, as opposed to Lithuania, where where uh, where yeshivas were were much more uh, common. There uh, in Poland, it was a uh, a very uh, 
uh, honorable yeshiva. Again, that's the way there, there, there was a lot of, uh, they treated the Bahrim with, with a real sense of, of, of kavod. Um, the, uh, 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 Yes, I saw some of that. I saw some of that documentary. Um, the um, the uh, the the standards were extremely high to admit to to be admitted into the yeshiva. You had to be tested on hundreds of dafim, um, and uh, Ramir Shapiro, uh, he in his he was a, he was a he was a very uh, uh, convincing, very eloquent speaker, and he managed to to get everybody into this topic of of Dafayomi uh, at an Agudas Israel convention. Uh, what probably made it really happen uh, practically was that the Ger Rebbe started uh, the next morning with. With uh, he opened up Maseches Brachos when the Ger Rebbe uh, opened up Maseches Brachos, all the Ger Chasidim did. And uh, and similarly, uh, wherever else, and then it's and then it really really spread. Now now, uh, Aguda Yisrael, the word Aguda means uh, a binding together, um, and uh, Aguda Yisrael it 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 first was uh, and, and continues to be um, a number of different groups who who joined together. Um, the Hasidic group, the Lithuanian yeshiva group, and the German Orthodox group. Now, those three uh, are not uh, were, were not necessarily uh, uh, natural, uh, historically natural partners. And and there's something very very special, something very unifying, even though it's not the the dream of all of Klal Yisrael unifying together, but it was a very uh, strong step in the direction of, of, of unity. Dafyomi uh, certainly spread beyond Agudas Yisrael. Dafyomi is a is a is a worldwide phenomenon and it's a pell it's really a wondrous thing about how how it spread. Uh, the Ashaila uh, halacha question was asked um, of Rav, uh, Rav Meir Shapiro from uh, a Dafyomi Shir in Berlin. And uh, uh, it's a very short tshuva, but it, it, has, it has a couple schoolers. Number one, we can read the whole thing inside. Number two, uh, it's 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 well, if you will, well organized uh, methodically in terms of 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 a Shailen Shuva. So it's a nice example, an accessible, a nice example of the of the methodology of a Shailen Shuva, and uh, and it has a, a beautiful side that he's he was he seems to be very taken by this uh, by this year Dafayomi. You see, it's it's uh, Tafresh Pei Dalid. Um, so, uh, that's, uh, that's 1924, uh, maybe Cheshvon was 23. That to the people that are the, the, the Orthodox people that are learning, 
uh, uh, God's word, his Torah, getting together, learning the Dafayomi, the daily daf, the daily page of Gemara in the city of Berlin, the, the capital. Michtavam Higiani, your letter uh, reached, reached me. I was happy to find out even the the uh, Orthodox people of Germany um, are that the decision of the Grand Convention, the Grand Assembly of the of the uh, Agudas Israel. Uh, found a nest in their heart. That's the poetic way of saying that they were happy. They joined up uh, the world shir of Dafayomi, the world daily learning of Dafayomi. I should be rewarded in the world to come. That I merited to join those who are doing something for, to bring merit to the masses. So that's his introduction. Here's the question. Now, uh, it, again, I initially thought of this because Dafayomi is a unifying thing, and this is a time to to really focus on unity. But it turned out that it's connected to the Siyum, but it wasn't so striking because you'll see the question. Their question, What do you do if the last daf in a Siyum Masechet isn't a full daf? It only has one side. In a Gemara, uh, the Gemara was originally uh, when it, even when it was written down, it was originally written down in in parchment scrolls. At a certain point, they they started using parchment folios, uh, and at a certain point, they they had the innovation of writing on both sides of the folios. So, hence. Uh, we have what for us seems to be kind of a strange pagination of Daf Beis Amud Aleph and Daf Beis Amud Beis because because it was it was a big innovation to write on the second side of the folio. So so you would have two uh, A column A Amud Aleph and then two A column B which was on the other side. So uh, a, a lot of times when you go to the end of a Masechet, so you open up a Masechet, the last page ends up being uh only only one uh one amud not two amudim i'm just randomly checking out it's it's uh it's not kedushin <laughs> kedushin really has <laughs> excuse me the last page of kedushin has two sides uh as does the last page of the dorim and uh uh beta um uh, alumnus Gershon Hellman. So uh, so he says, yeah, Beta only has one one amun at the end of the end of the page. So they asked the following question: is that considered a daf? Oh, since they accepted them on themselves to learn a daf every day, it's like a netter, it's like an oath, a vow, excuse me. They have to learn a whole daf. A daf means two amudim. A daf means two sides, not just one side. So even if it's um, beautiful, uh, even if it turns out, uh, by the way, follow uh, follow Ariel's uh, uh, links. There's a lot of in interesting material that he's that he's he's bringing in. Um, when when um, um, when that happens, 
ask the, ask the Daf Yomish here in Berlin. We took on ourselves to learn a Daf a day. A Daf is two sides. On the last day of a Masechet, it ends up that we only did one Amur, not a Daf. And every daf is two amurim. So maybe we should learn another, the first half of the next daf or the previous, uh, we should start from the previous previous amur. Uh, now, a seemingly uh, very uh, detailed local question. However, um, it opens up a topic. Uh, answer. Emet mitam neder. Step number one, it does have a neder. It is, there is a vow, which, by the way, if uh, uh, in general, when a person takes on uh, a new uh, Kabbalah, something new that he's going to do, something he's not obligated to technically, but he takes on to do. Nowadays, it's coming up a lot because people take on themselves to 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 say extra Tehillim or to do extra learning. Always a, a, a common, common practice which is a wise common practice, is to say, I'm taking this on, Belinetta. I'm not taking this on uh, as a vow. But let's say they didn't. They just, they said, that's it. I'm going to Dafyomishir. And he starts going to Dafyomishir. So uh, so it has a netter. Kehasha Amru bin Adarim, like they said in Gemara Nadarim, Haomer Ashkim ve'ashne eshne perekzeh netter gadol nadar laloke Israel. Let's have a look at this inside. Um, the... The Gemara says on Nedorim Davches, Amud Aleph, V'omer of Gidel Amarav, Ha'omer Ashkim Ve'ashne Perikse. Somebody says, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to learn a certain Perik. I'll learn a Perik Mishnayis. Eshne Masechtazo, I'll learn this this Masechet. Neder Gadol Nadar Leluke Israel. He made a great vow to the God of Israel. I asked the Gemara of Alom who, wait a second, doesn't he already have, didn't he already take an oath that he's going to learn Torah? And an oath doesn't take effect if there was already a, uh, already an oath to do that. In other words, when all of Am Yisrael took on themselves the oath to learn Torah, they, all of Am Yisrael uh, took on themselves the oath to keep the Torah. The Torah includes the mitzvah of learning Torah. So if somebody gets up and he says, I'm going to learn so that should be an oath that doesn't take effect. And uh and uh it shouldn't it shouldn't be an it shouldn't be considered an oath, says the Gomara, my commercial wait, what are you teaching us? That even if a person takes an oath to to give himself to energize himself, to to be Mazaras himself, to to uh push himself to do it. Rav Gittel already made such a such a statement. That's what the Gemara says earlier, uh, based on a pasuk, Nishbati va'akayema lishmor mishpatei The David Amelech says uh, that I I made an oath that I'm going to keep a mitzvah. Uh, so says the Gemara, still, if, if that was the case, well, we already have another statement that he said about that. But HaKamashman this oath takes effect for another reason. Even because he could have theoretically absolved himself from the obligation for Talmud Torah through saying Kriyachma in the morning, which is the Rei Torah, and Kriyachma in the evening, which is the Rei Torah, and he would be he would fulfill the Higisa Bo Yomam He would fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah at night and in day. 
Therefore, the Shavuot does uh, uh, take effect because he's really obligating himself on something more than the Torah obligated him. He took a note that he's going to learn Torah. Minimal learning Torah is Kriyat Shema Shachris and Arvis. But he took an oath to get up and say a Perakamishnayas. There's not a there was not an oath at Mount Sinai that you have to learn a Perakmishnayas or a Masechta. And then the Gemara continues, uh Amar of Gidl Ha Amarav Haomer Lachavero Nashkim Vinash Nishne Perikze Allah Hashkim. If a person said, uh, let's get up and we'll learn a perik, he should get up early. Shinamar Vayomar Elai, Kum Tsealabika, Vishama da Berotra. HaKodesh Baruch Hu said to uh, the the prophet Yechezkel, uh, go out into the valley and there I'll speak with you. Yechezkel said, I went out to the Bika, I went out to the valley. HaKodesh Baruch Hu was already, the, the, the honor of Hashem, the, the divine presence was already there. So so that tells you if you say, let's uh, let's go, let's get learning, let's go learn tomorrow morning. So you be there first. You know, it's interesting, uh, at the Sium on Shabbos night, so there was a fellow there telling about his 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 early Dafyomi experiences. So he said he in his neighborhood, there was a fellow who moved into the neighborhood and a uh, pediatrician, and uh, and this fellow was into Dafyomi. He says, okay, let's learn Dafyomi together. So they said the fellow would always come there first. He would, he gave the guy... <laughs> A key to his house. He says, "You come into the house. You wake me up." And he, and he would come down in his pajamas. They learned that Fayomi over a cup of coffee. So, so uh, it's it's exactly this. Nashkim uh, v'nishke. So let's get together and we'll learn a page of Gemara. So so the one who who uh, is is inspiring the other, he should be there first. Okay. Back to the tshuva. So this tells us that that dafyomi can get the status of a neder. Now the word neder is used here, if you will, in a non, in in, in an imprecise way. What I mean by that is as follows: There's a whole world of nedarim in general, vows, and and and, but there are very specific types of taking something on yourself. One is called a netter, one is called a shvuah. And usually when we contrast a netter with a shvuah, a shvuah is, I swear that I'm going to do or not going to do X. That's one type of shvuah. And a netter is usually, I prohibited something on myself, like a korba. That's a netter. So here, when the Gemara uses the word neder, the expression neder gadol nadar lelokei Israel, so as the Shulchan Aruch says, it's like a neder tzedakah. When we, it's like the use of the word neder vis-a-vis tzedakah. Um, it's it's really, but it's really like a, it's really technically like a shvua. It's I'm going to do something as opposed to I'm prohibiting something. So So when somebody says I'm going to 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 learn a certain amount, so it's it's like it's like taking on himself to uh to to give give a certain amount of tzedakah. So step number 1 is the foundation of this is you're right, you made a netter, but now uh, what do you do 
if if you want to know if you fulfilled your netter, well, v'harevit stucka kaimel and bite stucka we hold. What if a person took a netter to give tzedakah? He said he's going to give us he's going to give tzedakah, but he doesn't remember what amount it was. Well, then we say he should he should do enough until he's clear that. Listen, at least this is the amount that I would have thought of. I would have thought of more than uh, X amount. Let's say a person got an aliyah. So there is like a standard thing. You know, you got an aliyah, 50 shekels. Well, it wouldn't have been more than 50 shekels. Maybe, uh, maybe, 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 no, maybe I thought to do a little more. I don't, but I wouldn't have given more than 100 shekels or 150, whatever, whatever number it is. So the same thing with here, if a person is unsure of, of what his netter was, so maybe he should do a little more. So, so according to this, um, maybe you would say, that he should do a full a full daf if he's not sure hundred percent what he took on. Did I take on a a, a daf or I didn't or I took on a uh, 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 whatever is the daf yomi for the year? So uh, for the day, excuse me. So maybe he should do a daf. However, here's reason based on Hilchos Nedarim why he only has to do the amud. That is the last page of the Gemara of the Masechet, and and uh, Masechet Beitza. We decided was one that only had one side. Who's datenu himself? Meaning, when we instituted the Dafayomi, when when in the in the the convention of the uh, of the Agudas Yisrael, we instituted the the Dafayomi. Uh, it was. It was. We did consider the last page of the Masechet Adaf. Based on this calculation, So our, our intent was that the whole Dafayomi would be finished in, in, in 5691. Here he was in 5684. Seven years earlier, so so they're asking in the first year of the of the Dafayomi Rav Meir Shapiro, uh, do we do we have to do a whole daf when we get to the end of Masech? He says, well, well, when we figured out the Dafayomi calculation, when we sat down with the cal- with the calendar, our our cheshbon was, we want to finish by Rosh Hashanah by by uh, by Tubishvat, so we started it at a date where it'll end up that the first Siyum Adafayomi was going to be on Tubishva. Okay. Um, okay, so that's nice, but why is that relevant? Maybe still they took on themselves to, to do a Dafa day. So he says, that, that was their intent when they first took the netter. In other words, when you take on yourself that you're going to learn Dafayomi, you're taking on yourself to learn whatever the Daf was determined to be on that day by the organizers of the Dafayomi. Yeah, but that was their intention. Who says that's my intention? Next step. Who 
So if you look at the Shulchan Aruch, he says that if a person took on a neder and that neder was, was based on what other people are intending. In other words, there's a rule in a neder of which is what I think and what I say should be identical. Uh, so let's say a person uh, is doing his own learning project and he said, I'm going to learn uh, uh, four sides of Gomorrah every day. So he took on himself to do four sides of Gomorrah every day. But let's say a person said, I'm taking my, on myself to do whatever the Rosh Shiva tells me to do every day. And the Rosh Shiva looks at him and he says, you know, I think if you do uh, if you do an Amr a day, that's enough. And do it with Rashi Tosus, whatever. So his intent was whatever the Rosh Yeshiva intends. Says Rav Mer Shapiro, the, the person who took on self, who took on himself Dafayomi, again, assuming he did it with a neder, uh, in the style of Haomer Ashkin Ve'eshne Dafze, neder gadol nader leluke Israel. Well, his intent was to do Dafayomi as the Dafayomi organizers intended. Well, they only intended in order to work out the calendar so the Dafayomi would end on, on Rosh Hashanah Linos, on Tubishvat, Tuf, Resh, Tzadi Aleph. So their intent was that was that uh, the last page of those Masechtas that only has one Amud is considered as a Daf. Okay, so that's that's the first side of his tshuva. Now he he goes in a different direction though. And and at first he was concerned on based on on Hilchos Nadarim, based on the laws of taking on uh vows, vows, oaths, slash oaths. So so would would the you know, is the would the Dafyomi learners, including the group in Berlin, would they have to um would they have to do uh, uh, two amudim or not that day? The answer is they only have to do one amud because their intent was determined by the dafyomi organizers because that's all they took on themselves. They didn't take on a personal netter to learn a daf a day. They took on to join the dafyomi project. They're doing the daf. There are many ways of, of uh, there are many learning projects that people take and take on. But some of them, you're clicking into what's going on. You do daily Mishnah. Two Mishnahs a day. You do uh, uh, Perik Tanach a day. You do uh, the Rambam. One Perik a day. Three Prakim a day. Whatever it is, some, you're clicking into to the project. So whatever the project is, that's what your netter is. Again, we encourage, of course, to always say, Bli netter. I'm not taking this on as a netter. And uh, you you don't want something that was originally intended to be very very positive to end up being an avera, so so uh, always take it on Belin Netter. Umilvadze. Now, in the second half of his tshuva, he deals with not the laws of vows, but the definition of a daf. What's the definition of a daf? Umilvadze nearly raya the daf ha'acharon ikri liolam daf. The last page is always called a daf 
even though it's shorter than the others. Now here you see the how uh, the Bikiyas, the knowledge, the broad knowledge of Rav Mir Shapiro allows him to access the relevant material at the time. I just want to parenthetically mention we once had a a, a morning uh, uh, for the for the Chappelle's Rabbeim, and uh, and we had Rav Ruben Leuchter, as you live me well, speak with us, and he talked about uh, a number of topics about, but 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 a lot of them had to do with uh, uh, alumni learning. What was how should we encourage uh, alumni learning? So one of the things he emphasized was um, was um, a learning project which doesn't sacrifice on depth, but does uh, give you something where you have a beginning, middle, and end. So whereas somebody, let's say, was learning in Kolel for ten years, then he starts working. Uh, he can't learn the same way he would have learned when he was in Kola, because when he was in Kola, it's very likely that he, you know, he was in the middle of some tosos one day, and next day in the morning he comes up there in the middle of the same tosos, and at the end of that day they're in the middle of of a of a Pneyoshua. The next day they're going to start in the middle of that Pneyoshua. So, so, uh, so that's hard to do uh, if you're working nine to five. Okay, um, that was that was simply an aside. That was simply aside, probably relevant uh, relevant material for our for our listeners. But the the um, uh, he gave a nice definition of bikias, uh that it's it's uh, a, a an accessible body of relevant knowledge, meaning. Memorizing all the words is great, uh, and and of course those people who have brilliant memories that's wonderful. Uh, most important though is is relevant material, remembering the relevant material, and given the fact that that people have normal memories and not uh, exceptional or or uh, or off the charts memories. So then you want to you want to remember the relevant things, and then you want it to be accessible when you need it. So so when you're writing a tshuva, let's say you you know shas, but you want to know which sections of shas are relevant for a shaila about what's the definition of the last daf of a masechet. So you have to know to pick out like Rav Meir Shapiro does that on Menachos Daf Laman if there's a relevant Gemara, and there's a a relevant Gemara on Gittin Daf Pezayin and a relevant Gemara on Sota Yerches. So he, he, what does it say on on Menachos Daf Laman The Gemara talks about uh, uh, how many columns you put on a piece of parchment. So the Gemara says you should put. Uh, three to eight on one piece of parchment. Again, there's a lot of things that have to do with the hidur, with the beauty of a Sefer Torah. And when you're organizing a Sefer Torah, so so the sizes, the relevant sizes of the different pieces of parchment uh, should be similar enough. So it should, you shouldn't have some uh, that, are, that are too long or some that are too short. Um, so the Gemara says, Ose Adam... Yiriyah mi bat shalosh tapim, 
You should make a a a uh, a piece of parchment uh, that is going to be part of the scroll eventually. It should be it should be have from three columns here. Daf means a column until eight columns. Um, Bamed, uh, uh, and then the Gemara says, Bamed, when does this apply? That's in the in the beginning of the Sefer, meaning the entire Sefer of Al Besofa Sefer, as opposed to the end of a Sefer, even if you have one Pasuk on one column, that's enough. In other words, the last column of the Sefer doesn't have to be as long as the other ones. And Tosus and the Rush are very clear there. Because what Tosus and Rush, Zichron and Levracha Sham, Ta'afagad the whole daf boy liot lo shir shishim shitin, even though every daf has a shir, has a has a, a an amount of 60 lines on a daf, Kamuvur Masechet Sofrim, as it says in Masechet Sofrim, which is one of the Masechtot Kitanot, it's one of the Bryces, but that it's a collection of Bryces. It's a it's a well known collection of of Bryces, and and Masechet Sofrim deals with among other things also how a Sefer Torah should be set up. So so everyone should have sixty lines. You don't have to worry about that on the on the on the last page to the degree where they were. Where they were okay that that you might even uh, have exceptionally long uh, lines. Now, what do we learn from here? That even though the definition of a daf for the entire sefer is one way, the last daf, because you're finishing off, is still defined as a daf, even though it's shorter. So. By association, if you would if you would extrapolate from a Sefer Torah itself to a Gemara, even though all the other pages of the Gemara, from Bezim and Aleph until whatever, every daf is two sides, but on the very last page of the Masechet, even if it's only one side, even if it's shorter than the other ones, it's still considered a daf. That's the that's the uh, the the suggestion that maybe the last. The last uh, page, the standards of what's defined as a daf are are, are lower. Vieshlayer od baze mishas gitin vishir mixes aget bekasva daf sheni ayin sham megam misota daf yirchesem adalef kasva b'shnei dafim b'ayin menachos daf lamed gimel vedok. All those involve what happens if you have a a uh, a get that goes on to two columns. A Megillah Sota that goes on to two columns, meaning what they write for a Sota in the Beis Hamikdash uh, on parchment, or uh, a Mezuzah that goes on to two columns. In all of those, I, I, he doesn't say a lot. I assume what he means is that the second column is called a Dav, even though it's only the remainder. I assume that's what he means. And so we consider that a daf, um, even though it happens to be uh, uh, partial, because all it is is from where we from where we left off until the end. Okay. Now, uh, so at the end of the day, uh, if you're doing daf Ayomi and you get to the last page of a masechet, and there's only uh, one amud or even less, just a couple lines, that's all you have to do that day. 
so to speak, you got a freebie and, uh, you know, spend the rest of the time for Chazorah, whatever. Um, and that works out in Hilchos Nadarim because the people who took it on, they took on to do what Dafiyomi says. And all they said, all Dafiyomi says was they counted that day as a daf. Number two, maybe even if they were to take a personal uh, neder uh, that they were going to do a daf a day, maybe the last daf of a masechet also might be considered, even if it wasn't uh, based on what the Dafayomi people say, even if it was just a personal neder and all we were interested in is defining what's a daf, maybe also the last daf would be considered the the remainder of the masechet, even though it's not uh, uh, an entire two columns. Okay, he says over something just as like a present. Uh, he says over at the very end, and I'll say it over. Um, there's a there's a Mishnah in Brachos that says that on all of the seas, one says, Osa when you see the sea. So that's one of the wonders of creation. So you say, he who made the works of creation, like all other uh, uh, natural phenomena, most natural phenomena, you say, Osa Masabreshis. Rabbi Yehuda Omer al Yamagadol Omer Baruch Yamagadol. So Rabbi Yehuda has a unique shita. He says, he says, when you see the 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 sea, the Mediterranean, so you should say Shasa uh, Yamagadol, assuming that's the Mediterranean. The Ramam and the Perusha Mishnayis writes that we don't paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning. This is an argument between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim, and we paskin like the Chachamim against Rabbi Yehuda, and we don't say the bracha of She'asa Sayyamagadol when you see the sea. Rather, you would say Ose Masibreshis. What's the source of this machlokas? So Rav, Rav Meir Shapiro puts together a couple different Gemaras. Uh, there's a Mishnah in Mikvos that says, uh, the status of all seas is like a mikvah, meaning uh, there are different levels of of tara, and uh, and one of them is called a mikvah, uh, and the the uh, according to the to the rabbanan, all seas, the ocean, etc., has the status of a mikvah. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ayamagodol Kamikvah. Yamagodol, assuming it's the Mediterranean, has a special status. It's like the mikvah. It's like a mikvah. Now, in Brachos Dafmem, Rabbi Yehuda himself holds a special shita about Brachos in general. He holds that based on the principle of Boruch Hashem Yom Yom, because the Pasuk says, I bless Hashem each and every day, and we have special Brachos. Uh, on different days, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Um, it might be as opposed to all other seas except for the Mediterranean. I don't know. Maybe even as opposed to the ocean. Um, so the uh, Rabbi Huda has a special shita about brachos. Baruch Hashem Yom Yom teaches us every day you should bless Hashem according to the day. So we say special tefillahs on Shabbos, special tefillahs on Yom Tov, special tefillahs on, and normal tefillahs on a normal day, and special tefillahs on Yom Kippur, etc. And, and everybody agrees to that. 
However, Rabbi Yehuda goes a step further and he says that there are different brachos over different vegetables. We we say, all vegetables. You eat a tomato, you eat lettuce, you munch on parsley, you're always going to make bari priyadama. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda hold, there was a difference between uh, fruits of the earth and grasses of the earth. So he hold, he held that uh, on vegetables like a tomato or a cucumber, you would make bari priyadama. But on all sorts of grasses, like if you would have, uh, if you would have, um, let's say herbs, you would have cilantro and parsley. You would, you would, uh, you would have cilantro salad. You would make bore de shayim. He makes different types of grasses. I'm assuming that would be a good example because there you're eating the leaves. So Rabbi Yehuda holds that there's a special need for specificity in brachos to fulfill the Baruch Hashem Yom Yom that everybody agrees to with regards to our tefillos and the Chazal, everybody agrees that there are different brachos for fruit of the ground, fruit of the tree, for 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 wine, for the for for uh, for bread. Everybody agrees that there need there's a need for special brachos. But Rabbi Yehuda has a special din. He goes further. He has a micro approach that when it comes to different species, you make different brachos. So suggests Ramer Shapiro the Machlokis Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim about the blessing over seeing the Mediterranean or as opposed to seeing other oceans, seeing the oceans, is because Rabbi Yehuda holds that there's a halachic difference between the Yamagadol and other, and other seas. And therefore he holds there's a special bracha on the, on the Yamagadol. Because of Rabbi Yehuda's approach to Baruch Hashem Yom Yom, that we not only... Uh, have in a in a general way different brachos over different things, but even within uh, species within a class we have specificity. So just like Rabbi Yehuda holds that we have a boramina deshoim over over different kinds of greens that we would eat, as opposed to bore priha daman the fruit of the ground like like uh, like um, uh, eggplant and and uh, and. Uh, um, and tomatoes. Um, similarly, there's a separate bracha over the Mediterranean because of its special halachic status as opposed to other great, great bodies of water. So that's his suggestion. And uh, and uh, and he leaves it with that as as like a present. Just now the closing of his tshuva is lechu hala b'kochachem zeh. Go further with this koach. Likboa shiurim kisirim to, to, to make... Uh, to keep having fixed shiurim, mideyom uh, biyomo daily, vichelkechem bein lomde dafayomi. Your portion should have been among those who learn the dafayomi, shebechol katzvetevel, and all the different uh, 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 edges of the world. Ki avodah hashuvahi lifnei amakom baruchu. It's a very, very important avoda before uh, the all present one. Yedidam hadore shlomam. The, your friend who who is looking out for your peace. That's Rav Ramir Shapiro's uh, response to the Dafa Yomi Shir in 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 Berlin. Zichrona Yomin Yagen Alein Yisrael.